You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Hello one, hello to what is probably going to be the most ambitious <laughs> I'm Young Lion ever. Well, not the most ambitious. I mean, yeah, I did do um, the G1 within the G1 time frame. Like, I think I got the G1 climax finish final. <laughs> God, it still frazzled me. Um, out just after um, it was finished when it was still a hot topic. But um yeah yeah this is two main mega events i'm doing both fighting spirit unleashed and king of pro wrestling because i didn't do fighting spirit unleashed for the podcast i was a bit too busy and now i finally have this good block of an evening i have about two hours to do this it's possible i'm gonna be flying through some of these tag matches basically i want an excuse to not talk about a lot of the tag matches on king of pro wrestling because there were tag matches from king of pro wrestling it was a new japan undercard what did you expect what did you actually expect? Um, so let's jump in. But this is basically me catching up on like three weeks worth of stuff. I'm also going to be talking about some New Japan news at the end. So let's just jump into this. By the way, I'm saying this now. I'm not doing the Junior Tag League. If I probably clip the mic. I'm not doing the Junior Tag League. Fuck doing the Junior Tag League. I, I already have to do the World Tag League on my on my winter break. And like, fuck that. And like, it's for, it's for dull winter months. I'm not doing tag league. You'll get power struggle, and then you'll get you'll you'll get fucking tag league. Robbers commanded. I do tag league. <laughs> fuck my life. So, Fighting Spirit Unleashed, the second event from that big pyramid in California. <laughs> ah, second event. It also was headlined by a Golden Lovers tag match. Will this one also be? Amazing. Let's find out. The event kicked off with ACH, Jushin Fendeliga, and Taguchi taking on um, Rocky Romero, Show, and Yo. And it was a fine opener. Fun junior opener. I think everyone here's a junior. Yeah, everyone here's a junior. It was fun. Liga's always going to get a pop. It was fine. <laughs> Nothing all that memorable. 5 out of 10. Next, we had The Addiction, Christopher Daniels, and Frankie Kazarian taking on Chase Owens and Hangman Page. And once again, it was an enjoyable alright tag match 5 out of 10 this is going to be the reviews for a lot of these by the way next up was Goto <laughs> I gotta say Goto Flip Gordon Chris Saban taking on Beretta Goto and Chucky T this was properly fun this is probably the best Mighty Man tag of um, the show yeah best Mighty Man tag of the show Jeff Cobb doing some amazing things um, it's basically and it's always nice to see Chris Saban always nice to see Flip Gordon um, Chucky T is fun. It's just a fun match. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Really fun. Next up, we have a Suzuki Gun team of David Boy Smith, um, Lance Archer, and Zack Sabre Jr. This is the reason Zack Sabre Jr. wasn't on the fucking progress show. Bastards. Um, against the LIJ team of Evo Sonata and Naito. Um, this is great. Not, <laughs> LIJ is so fucking over. It's unreal. It's absolutely unreal how over LIJ are outside of Japan. It's just, it used to be sort of like a bullet club and would get the massive reactions in America and um, LIJ would get the massive reactions in 
Japan, but just LIJ has went so far up. Naito's just the coolest guy in the world. Awesome. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. wins this match for LIJ getting evil. Um, this, the everything with Zack and evil in this match was awesome. The sort of, of over teasing evil possibly being thrown out of LIJ, but everything to do with evil and Zack Sabre Jr. in this match was awesome and it made me really excited for the King of Pro Wrestling match. Isn't that a shame? Isn't that an absolute shame? Next up was Gedo and Jay White defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kushida and it was exactly what you'd think. It was exactly what you'd think. Gedo was in the fucking match. But the promo cut after by Jay White, phenomenal. I love the sort of arrogant fucking heel thing he has going on. I love the whole... Oh, what? why the fuck are you challenging Okada? It's because you know you can beat him, but you know you can't beat me now. That is amazing. And I love it. Please keep doing it. JY, in terms of promos, is, and character and everything like that, is the most enjoyable guy in New Japan for wrestling. And he has people like Tanahashi, like um, Omaga, uh, okay. <laughs> He definitely, he definitely doesn't have a maga. Um, like Okada, like Omega, like Ishii, um, and Ibushi, and all that to carry him. Because now that he's not affiliated with anyone, at this point in time, see us in like twenty minutes when we're on King of Pro Wrestling. Um, it, he can just fight anyone, and and everyone in New Japan can carry him until he's on their level, and he will get to their level. He's still only young. Next up, we had Mighty Skill versus Will Ospreay. And it was Marty Skill versus Will Ospreay. I could watch these two move for days. It was absolutely amazing. And and Marty Skill wins because it's Marty Skill versus Osprey in New Japan. Um, this was for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title Tournament. So Marty Skill moves on to face Kushida in the finals. And this match was just awesome. And I, I've lost my notes. But being fully candid, I've lost my notes for this and the show took place two weeks ago so i'm sorry if i'm forgetting stuff here and i've definitely forgotten a lot of this match it was awesome it was a good nine out of ten eight out of ten let's go with eight out of ten it was a really awesome match but i can't remember it it's not quite a match for your candidate but it's still awesome i just can't remember any of his parts apart from osprey teasing the spanish fly off the apron god i would be so mad if he does that um, I'm glad to see Osprey sort of slow down unless you watched his progress match with Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> Good God. Good God. How is he, How is that man not dead? Next up was G.O.D. Um, taking on the Young Bucks for the IWGP Tag Team Championships. And this was a pretty awesome match. It it wasn't the best tag match the Jacksons have had this year. The Jacksons. The Bucks have had this year. Um, I'm trying to think. The Golden Lovers match was obviously awesome a tier above everything else um and the match was with lij this is about on par with the the pungy 3k matches it's a completely different thing though it's basically small guy versus big guy and there's a very similar story actually to the golden lovers match in that bullet club imploding um one of the young bucks has an injured shoulder matt it's matt matt has an injured um back that was basically the story um, it was never going to be as good as the Golden Lovers match, but it was awesome. Um, and the Gorilla Destiny pick up the win. I'm fine with that. Um, I think the Bucks should have held on to it to the Tokyo Dome, personally. But they're probably going to win Tag League anyway. And we didn't want the champions to win Tag League, so that's probably what's going on here. 
Unless I'm wrong. I sort of hope Great Bash Heel get in there. Just because I love Hanamana. I just love him. Um, but no, this match was fun. It 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 was a Young Bucks match. A really good Young Bucks match. 8 out of 10. But a Young Bucks match. Next up was Cody defeating Juice Robinson. And Cody winning the IWGP US Championship. I, this was the right move. I, as much as I, I'm not massive on Cody... It it was the right move. So after the G one, especially like Juice was just put in a block where he there was no one who could afford to lose to him, which is bad considering it was like directly after winning the title, he should have been in a block and gotten a big win over so- someone or beat some smaller guys because he he was low on the totem pole. The only people in my mind who's above him, who's below him rather in his block would have been Yano. And maybe Tamatonga, but even Tamatonga beat him. I think Yano beat him, actually. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember if the G1 just hazes together. But, yeah, as for G1, that belt was just death on him. You know, we needed he, he it needed to lose him. He didn't need to lose it. Um, and I love, I, I do love Cody um, doing all this old-school stuff. I, f- I like how he's finally found that niche that he can do. Like, he's not going to keep up athletically with Kenny and Ibushi or something like that. It's just not. But the whole old school thing, that fits him to a T. That fits his character to a T. More to the point, like, fighting WWE style when you're sort of a a fuck WWE guy, not going to work. But fighting this old school style, that is perfect for him. Absolutely perfect for him. Um, I love the roll-up finish. It it was great. It it was a really good match. Um, I say really good. 7 out of 10. Yeah, 7 out of 10 is what I'd give this. Um, I don't... Juice is just going to go down from here. Like, this... Like, not through his own fault. Like, when people say New Japan don't ruin people, Juice Robinson, like, look at how hot it was when he won the title from Jay White. And then look where Jay White's went and look where he's gone. It just... It's pretty horrific. Like, he can't afford any more losses. He needs a big win, but the problem is he can't really beat anyone big without bringing down their credibility at this point. Like, Juice has been booked into a corner here. I just realised this now. I say just realised this. I've been thinking this for a while. I just haven't had time to record. Yeah. No, I, I, I just spoke for about five minutes there before realising I hadn't recorded. So this probably isn't going to be as good. But next up was Golden Lovers taking on the Chaos team of Akada and Ishii and just... Amazing match. Absolutely amazing match. Was that clapping or fapping? I'll let you decide. Um, but no, amazing match. I actually watched a highlights video just to get get up to speed. I'm not going to c- try and call spots here because Jesus fuck, there's just so many. Just, the tandem offense in this match was sort of second to none. Well, I'll say second to none for Lover's Buck match. But it was still absolutely awesome. Just, I saw someone on Cage Match, that's why I'm reading the card off of here, um, describe this as a All Japan main event from the 90s and it's like, yes, and uh, the Golden Lovers are uh, Misawa and Kabashi. It's just, it's perfect. They can, uh, they can have match of the years with each other and match of the years against each other. It's just awesome. Um, unfortunately, this isn't going to be Canada's match of the year and it isn't as good as the Bucks match. I know Meltzer gave it five stars so about in theory put it on week or footing but here's the thing. There's not as much story going into this. And I get all these people have like, great matches with each other. Like Even like when Ibushi took on Okada, he was Tiger Masking, but it was still an awesome match. Um, but there's just so many <laughs> matches of the year, especially coming out for G1. It just 
tag match of the year, maybe. It's the second best tag match of the year from New Japan. The best, of course, being um, the Lovers Bucks match. But it was still an amazing match. Definitely check it out. And also check out basically any Masao Kabashi match. <laughs> it, it was just amazing. Absolutely amazing. 10 out of 10. Flat out 10 out of 10. I, it's a match I'd re, it's a long match but it's a long match I'd rewatch like a cozy episode of Doctor Who now Fighting Spirit Unleashed really good card like it's a proper it's one of the better New Japan events of the year actually like not counting G ones um, Dominion's was better like belt like match to match this is probably better than Wrestle Kingdom I'm not actually joking like Wrestle Kingdom was awesome. But it didn't have, like, just so many great matches, so many great moments coming out of it. I just, this this is slightly outranked Wrestle Kingdom for me. This is a really good, really solid show. The Americans have been spoiled this year for New Japan. And the Brits got a Red Pro show. God damn it. And next up, on Monday morning, well, last Monday morning, it is Monday night as I'm recording this, a different a different Monday night, um, we had King of Pro Wrestling. And another good show, let's jump into it. Suzuki Gun um, of El Desperado and Kanemaru, the junior tag team champions, which were the champions of a division, but it's fucking there. Um, beat Liger and Tiger Mask. I just love saying Liger and Tiger. They should just put on the little name tags, Liger and Tiger. Um, but yeah, Suzuki Gun attacked the the t- masked old people <laughs> before the match. Um, Liger can still go because Liger switched to power moves ages ago after his brain tumor surgery. So like for what he was doing, been doing for the past few years, he can definitely still go. Um, Tiger Mask can still do a Tiger Suplex, which it shouldn't be that hard. Um, but Suzuki Gun win. Um, Kevin Kelly said on this. Um, that, which I found interesting, that Rupungi 3K, he had slated in. So they're clearly telling us to put over Rupungi 3K. You don't need to put over Rupungi 3K. They're the best tag team in the division. It's not hard, but they are. And the division's just not there. We'll go over this when we're talking about um, the Road to Power struggle after talk about King of Pro Wrestling. But, uh, God, the division's just not there, man. That it it needs something, and I don't and I don't know how they're gonna do it. It's gonna take fucking ages to rebuild this fu- thing. But they don't have a central team. Like we had the Young Bucks to fall back on, and then in the past two years we've lost the Young Bucks and we've lost um fucking Rapungi Vice. So <laughs> there's nothing there. Oh, this match was fine. Five out of ten. Hey, remember when I was talking earlier about Juice being fucked and falling down the card? Well, not only did he lose a match to Makabe and Hon- on Hanuma of Great Bash Shield fame, um, he was teaming with Toa Hanare. Also, this match went longer than the junior tag team title match, which is fucked. Um, but, yeah, this this was a match. It bored me to tears, like, 4 out of 10. And Juice Robinson falling down the card and teaming with Toa fucking Hanare. The guy who's just been jobbing to Bad Luck Farley for the past, like, three events. No, no. <laughs> Poor Juice. Juice is... How can you fall so fast? How can you actually fall so fast? That is disgusting. Next up, we had the Bullet Club team of Badluck Fale, Taji Ishimori, Tamatonga, and Tangaloa taking on the Bullet Club team <laughs> of Chase Owens, Hangman Page, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. Um, imagine every Young Bucks 
multi-man tag that didn't wow you but was kind of cool you've ever seen? Yeah, this was that. Swiftly moving on. We had the Chaos team of Goto, Ishii and Osprey taking on the Suzuki Gun team of Suzuki, Taichi and Izuka. And Izuka was a non-fact. So actually most people were a non-fact in this match. Ishii was really cool. They're teasing another Minoru Suzuki Ishii match but it's happening at a fucking Rev Pro show. Seriously, does this rivalry just exist to draw people to a Rev Pro show? The, the promoter on one of your cards, New Japan, it will draw. It will fucking draw. But um, no, we have... The biggest Tori coming out of this match is Osprey pin Taiji, you know, which is a big accomplishment because Taiji already beat Osprey. O- Osprey needed backup to fucking do it. <laughs> so Osprey now has a shot of the open weight title, which is a great actually stepping sound to him turning kind of away. Anyone can challenge for the open weight title. So yeah, I'm fine with this. It, it should be a good match. I mean, it's Will fucking Osprey and Taiji, the best man in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but don't at me. Don't at me. I'm really actually looking forward to this match, which I believe is happening at Power Struggle. I will see when I look at Power Struggle later. <laughs> right, we have the LIJ team of Bushi, Sanada, Mystery Partner, and Tatsuya Nayo taking on the Chaos team of Okada, Sho, Yano, and Yo. Um, now, this is where we get into... The, the match is superfluous. You know, LIJ wins. Um, but let's talk about the new member of Shingo Taka... I, I can't say it. Shingo. Everyone just says Shingo. Yeah. Okay, I've I've not seen much of his stuff. I've basically seen highlights. He's the guy never replaced in Dragon Gate. To be honest, I don't think it quite matched. Because people were saying Dragon Lee and people were saying... Which would have been pretty fucked. Considering what Dragon Lee did to Takahashi. And Neville. I I was saying the whole time it was never, ever, ever going to be Neville. In a million years. Um, But, you know what? Shingo's good. Um, If he's a heavyweight, he's... (laughs) <laughs> competing with show for being the biggest junior heavyweight but it it i i like this it he, he fits lij now i'm not gonna lie i really wanted it to be a british person lij is the only stable unless you count main unit but doesn't have um a british person in it i i, I think you should have well i guess vogs now but like if, if you're looking at your wider bullet club array i do believe you should have a british person thrown in there because like Haskins, Hask- Mark Haskins would fit perfectly. He works on the Ronda show. He's worked against Takahashi. He's a good fit. BT Gun from ICW would actually be a really good fit. And the Scottish thing could further emphasize them being rebels. I don't know. I but still, Shingo is good. Apart from what I've heard from Dragon Gate fans, he's basically been carrying that promotion on his back. I might be wrong. Don't I don't watch Dragon Gate, but from what I've heard. He's been doing great things in Dragon Gate, and yeah, so I look forward to this. I look forward to seeing what you can do. Next up, we had Kashida defeating Marty Skull to capture the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship in the final of the tournament, winning it from vacant. Yeah, um, the biggest running joke in among everyone on the internet in wrestling. This is a pretty good match. Really good match, actually. Um, it, it It's about as good as their Super Genius match. It's about as long, I think, as their Super Genius match. It felt about as long as it says here, about 18 minutes 30. Really, really good. Really good. It's Skull vs. Kushida. Some great um, technical wrestling to start. Um, Skull brought some of the comedy. It's it's just that. Um, I think this is... But there wasn't an exciting match for me. You could have ended this tournament on. I mean, what could you... Skill vs. Osprey is always an exciting match, but sort of... 
and I guess Kushida versus Osprey, we've had that so many times over the past two years. And like Bushi, as cool as he is, he's not he's not on the level of Kushida or um or Osprey. So I don't know. Kushida and Osprey still hold a match via candidate for me from their match at Wrestling Dantaku. Damn that DDT off the apron, Jesus. Um, but no, this match was just it was fine. It was a pretty good like. 7 out of 10 title match. Really enjoyed myself watching it. But I wouldn't rewatch it. Next up, we had Tanahashi versus JY. And this was about as good as the G1 match. It repeated actually a lot of the beats from the G1 match. I like that Tanahashi beat JY with the skin of his teeth. That was pretty good. Again, I've lost my notes, to be candid. I'm sorry. But this did hit on a lot of the same notes. Um, JY is awesome now that he has Ghetto by his side. Sorry for limit for that man. Um, like a talked about earlier i'm not going to talk about this match too much because actually i didn't i I, i'm I'm not massive on it it's it's fine it's solid seven out of ten but it it just it never fully captured me because like it jay white was never going to beat tanner here like it was and it was never going to going to go to a draw like i saw you you know tanner hashi is going to win like they're not going to put jay white in the main event of a tokyo dome not yet so i'm not against a mega so yeah, like it's the, probably is the best out of the three matches this year. But I like of all the trilog- trilogies that have happened in New Japan this year, this is probably the least interesting. And it, it it was fine. It was it was a fine match. I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on it. It's just in New Japan, you have to be excep- exceptional just to be average, sort of thing. And this was a fine seven out of ten. <laughs> That's it. But afterwards, but afterwards, where. But Jay White joins Bullet Club. This I'm really looking forward to. Like, this Bullet Club OGs fits Jay White perfectly. Like, um, Jay White hated the way, the respects of chaos. So, the sort of chaos, pardon the pun, of Bullet Club is a perfect fit. A 100% perfect fit. I could, like, if I had to pick somewhere for him to go, it would be here. Like, the most disrespectful stable. And, like, the only stable with no hierarchy where it is literally just four individuals. Like, because he can't go somewhere and not be the leader at this point. So, because he joins Suzuki Gun, yeah, they're, they're, they could fit his MO. And he acts actually like a member of Suzuki Gun if he loses. But, like, Suzuki's the leader of Suzuki Gun. It's in the name, you know. And, I don't know. Um, LIJ, Nitals for clear leader. And they're a bit... LIJ don't need to be a massive unit. Like, they basically bring it, brought in Shingo so we can have a team for Super Juniors and they'll make it work. They don't, like, f- the five members fit it perfectly. Um, six members could possibly work, but that's as far as it needs to go. Um, and the rest are face. So, so, yeah, Bullet Club is definitely the right fit for Jay White. And I, I actually, it's Switchblade. Um, Bullet Club T is actually the coolest. Bullet Club T. Other than like Marty's Villain Club one with the umbrellas, I quite enjoy that. But yeah, I can't. It's for one Bullet Club top I might buy. It's actually quite cool. It's actually really cool. Shit, I just realised I didn't talk about how this match was set up, despite the fact it was set up at the, <laughs> the America show. Shit. Okay, I'll talk about it right now. So after the match, Kenny Omega challenges Kota Ibushi. By the way, I love the thing now of champions still feeling they need to prove themselves. Love it. 
absolutely love it. Keep doing it. Um, but yeah, Kenny Omega challenges Kota Ibushi. <laughs> it was the funniest fucking thing in the world. Cody gets into the ring, just like <laughs> just skips and takes the mic. It was fucking amazing. And I was like, hey, <laughs> I totally fit into this equation. We're friends now, right? Give me a shot. So then Kenny Omega is like. You know, Kota did earn a one-on-one match by beating me, but you, you know what? Fuck it, Cody. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> Let's have a triple threat. <laughs> it's it, it's dumb. It's dumb, but you know you can't have the. I don't think it's worth having your Bushi Omega match this early. I think maybe wait for Dominion. Yeah, actually, yeah. Like have the American show before Dominion, have Omega, have Ibushi turn on Omega in some way. Yeah, well, I guess it is. I've said many times before, it's ridiculous trying to fantasy book New Japan because what we normally do is normally the right thing. And whether it would definitely just be a case of the story I want versus the story they're telling. And, like, the story I want isn't necessarily the right one, so I'll just stop with that. But anyway, this match was awesome. Um, each person had their cog. Um, I'm not going to go over it for the sake of time because I'm going to try and keep this under 20 minutes. And there is actually a lot of news to go over and awesome my predictions. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to keep this under, like, half an hour, 30 minutes. So that's why I'm not going to fly through this. But this was a pretty awesome triple threat match. Um, it was unfortunately came the same week as that Adam Cole ricochet and Pete Dunn match in NXT and that just that does beat this out just slightly. But everyone had a cog. Um this told a better overall story of Kenny Omega telling telling Kota Ibushi to stay in his place and then we get like Angry Kota, which we haven't really seen since um the Tanahashi match last year at Power Struggle. Like we don't see Angry Kota Ibushi very like properly guttural angry Kota Ibushi very often. And we did, and it, it's always awesome. Um, but still, Kenny Omega gets the win. Um, there's fractures within the Golden Lovers. It's, it, it, it just doesn't make sense, because they both want the same thing, and one of them have it. So, it, it, this was pretty awesome. Um, 8 out of 10. Not much of a year or anything like that, but it's still fun. Everyone had their place. Cody doing his little sneaky old-school stuff. Yeah, pretty awesome. Um, King of Pro Wrestling was a really good show. Um, had to give it a, like an 8 out of 10. Like, really fun watch. Nothing, everything had story purpose. Nothing felt wasted, much like Dominion. But unfortunately, um, while the midpoint of this was sort of the same as Dominion, the high point, that, that wasn't an Akado Omega match, basically. <laughs> but for not quite as good as Fighting Spirit, about on the same, it's just above um, the Fuoka, um, Wrestling Zentaku Night 1, I think. Just slightly above, I say slightly, it's quite a bit above that. Anyway, the news! <laughs> the news, normally the best su- subjects are Top Gear, but this isn't Top Gear and I'm not a racist person. Anyway, um, Chris Jericho is furious with New Japan right now because Don Carlos isn't on everything. And it makes sense. Don Carlos sort of has TNA going on right now, so it, like, he, I don't, I doubt he has the time. Like, he, he wasn't on during any of the G1, which was extremely sad. And like, I was just, I, just, I was assuming he was going to be back for the final, but he wasn't. It, I don't understand Slammiversary was going on around the same time, but still, um, and I understand why Kishoko isn't happy. Him and Callis are mates. It's just... He he wasn't busy. New Japan don't like that he was busy. And this... Uh, actually, there's an overall narrative of... People in New Japan not being happy with the new guy. 
Like, after the G1, they weren't clear on where everything was going. And it, I didn't come across on Batelli on programming, really. But, yeah, and it, apparently it could lead to... If it isn't resolved by Wrestle Kingdom, it could leave in a mass exodus. And, like, I understand this is speculation, but, like, it could. Like, if some... Without the point, most of these New Japan guys, like, even, like, Ishii, who isn't, like, who's, like, mid-card in terms of New Japan, in sort of New Japan hierarchy, it's just, so, if he, even if he leaves, he could go anywhere and make an amazing living on the indies. Um, anyone from, basically anyone from New Japan good, so they can't afford to lose anyone New Japan. Do you remember? I say do you remember, um, it wasn't that long ago, when AJ Nakamura and the club left, or what are now referred to as the club left it was I mean, it took a while for them to rebuild like they had to spend a year building up night and building up omega and by the time wrestle kingdom came around the next year it was kind of rebuilt and then like the next year it, and uh, it was after wrestle kingdom really without really felt fully rebuilt and it took them a while but they managed it but they can't there's no one really waiting in the wing like jay white but, like, he's Jay White isn't where Omega and Naito were. Definitely not where Naito were. Like, Omega had the biggest meteoric rise, but he's not as good in ring, and that is the most important thing in New Japan. And so, like, they, if they lose any of their main four, if they lose any of Omega, Akada, um, Naito, Tanahashi, they're, they're pretty boned, like, for, for a good year. Which isn't good for me, because I have to watch it. But, like, it will still be good, but, like, something will be missing. Like, if you meet the aftermath of AJ Styles leaving, I guess I guess it... And, and especially Nakamura leaving. I guess with AJ Styles, it's more vast for the reason I started watching, so that's why I'm doing it. Um, I... It, it's just going to leave a hole if that happens. And I hope it's resolved. It should get resolved. I don't think that's that stupid. But apparently the biggest problem is sort of, like, the WCW problem, where they just brought in someone who doesn't know anything about wrestling, and... No, you can't have that. You can't have that at the top of a wrestling company, especially when it comes to dealing with wrestlers. You're like, you need a wrestling person to deal with wrestlers because it's not like negotiating any other contract. They're, sort of, they're, they're, they're a petty bunch, those wrestlers. A petty bunch. And very quickly on the Elite going to WWE. That was going to happen. Although that whole Kenny Omega, Seth Rollins thing was quite cool. And then Champa coming in. Champa's just the best and I love that he just doesn't at them. It's like, can someone just tag them for me? They're not worth my time. Just It's all awesome for all men having the, the, the year of their careers so far. So, well not Omega, I guess, but I guess that's last year. You know what I mean. Shit, I just realised I forgot to mention the Chris Jericho return in the King of Pro Wrestling thing. I just skipped over some of I just skipped over because it didn't come up as a match on Cage Fight, so I forgot. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll say it now. Chris Jericho returned, and it was... It would have been generally unexpected if it wasn't spoiled. Like, I didn't even go... I, I just literally forgot that King of Pro Wrestling happened. Went up, clicked on Facebook, saw a big photo of Chris Jericho going, holy shit, Jericho's back in New Japan, and I'm sort of like... I, I, I kind of saw it coming... But fuck, I love Naito defending from Zack after he's Zack started attacking him after Jericho left. Um, but yeah, it's going to be Jericho and Evil at Power Struggle, which we'll be talking about in a second. But first of all, we're going to talk about the Junior Tag League. I know, I know, I don't care either, but it's part of New Japan. I have to talk about the Junior Tag League. <laughs> I, I'm not covering it. I'm saying that right now. I think... Rob's giving me the go-ahead to not cover this. Like, I know I get... I'm pretty sure I get to the junior tag titles. Or, um, not the junior tag titles. I've shot the junior tag titles, but... 
I just... I don't care. Anyway, so participants are Tiger and Liger, um, Robert Eagles and Ishimori. This sort of came out of fucking nowhere. Um, Valdador Jr. and Slobibo Stub- 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 Sobrano Jr. from CMLL. Um, ACH and Taguchi. Okay, is there any? No, there wasn't. I guess because she. Oh, no, because Kashida's going with Saban, um, which makes sense because, you know, they're, they're former powers of Alex Shelley. That is basically it. Um, El Desperado and Kanemaru. Bushi and Shingo and Rapungi Fruke. You know what? That there are worse. There's a worse collection of junior teams. Um, I can't think of anyone other than like me completely dreaming and saying like Aussie Open. No, Aussie Open. Cal Fletcher isn't a junior in any stretch of the imagination. Um, CCK, um, the Gresham. Brooks team, they're both working in partner promotions. I guess both of them will have quick scheduling conflicts, especially Gresham, who will be contracted. But <laughs> I just, I, it, it, it is a pipe dream. And before we go on, I will continue. I'll very quickly talk about the power struggle card, which is actually shaping up quite nicely. Um, a fair amount of big, high-profile matches, and we'll have the junior tag league final winners, which I'm going to guess is going to be Pungi 3K and Liger and Tiger. Maybe Kushida and Saban. Uh, probably the LIJ team. Uh, actually, this is this tournament's pretty wide open at this point. But, you know, they don't have the main event. Some of the shows they're on, so uh, they're on. And I can imagine that happened during the G1. That's just stupid. So, if they don't care, why should I? Um, Akada and Beretta. <laughs> Bit fucking random. There was no one else in Chaos available. Hang on, let's look at this card. Look at Ishii's doing nothing, but Ishii, or Goto, was Beretta really your best foot here? Taking on, J- I guess someone needs to take the four here, um, Jay White and Fale. Um, they're definitely building up for a card when we might have a Tokyo Dome. If that's not what they're building up for. But <laughs> if, if Jay White and Okada didn't happen at the Tokyo Dome, I will eat my foot. No, I won't. I will not eat my foot. Um... Tanahashi and David Finley. Seriously, again, no one from the main unit was available. Absolutely no one from the main unit is available. Are you kidding me? I'm taking on the Golden Lovers. Oh, I haven't put my predictions for the other one. It's going to be Jay White beating Okada's team. Maybe Perrette is a thing, but Fale's not taking a pin, and White's not taking a pin at this point. Um, so that's Okada and Ibushi, of course, are winning that one. They're just building up for Tokyo Dome. Um, Osprey versus Tai Chi. <laughs> if Osprey's not going for the junior title going into Tokyo Dome, he'll he'll, he'll beat Tai Chi here. I think he might just beat Tai Chi here, which is a shame. But sort of, uh, he, as much as I love Tai Chi and I do, I do love Tai Chi. He, he's not as exciting as Osprey. This will generate a couple of headlines coming out of this. So, yeah, why not? We have Naito versus Zack Saber Jr. Oh, this is actually really hard. A rematch from G1. Was it? A re- I don't know. Yeah, it was a rematch from G1. Pretty good match of G1. It'll be a really good match here. Let's go for Naito. Pick up some momentum going into the Tokyo Dome where he has no opponent. But I'm going to guess it's going to be a rematch against Jericho. Unless we just try and throw him with Suzuki again. Which doesn't work. Stop trying that. And then we have Evil versus Jericho. And Jer- Jericho's not losing to Evil. He's not. He's just not like I can't like I even playing it in my head like there's a cool finish you can do like Cobra into everything is evil or whatever, but 
it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And on that sour note, it shouldn't be a sour note. Chris Jericho continuing to tell the IWGP in a Cornell Championship. By the way, I like how people don't forgive Brock Lesnar for that, but forgive Jericho for that, you know? <laughs> Makes no sense to me. But it literally does make no sense to me. I'm going to say this real quick. I do think Jericho being part-time IC champion, it did. I think it did ne- negatively affect the G1. I, I Also, New Japan didn't have Viper putting all the champions in one block creating a thing where like Juice literally couldn't pin anyone because everyone is more important than him but you need you need all titles in the G1 or singles titles anyway but it's not the junior title but again by the way I need to correct something I was saying about um, wanting Osprey to be first junior to do both super juniors and G1 David did it I'm sorry that no one brought this up because um, I don't get any comments hello darkness my old friend but um, yeah, I, I just I, it's something I came across, and it's something I'm going to correct myself on now. Um, but anyway, yeah. It, that's been the Young Line Podcast. On, on that slightly rambly note, I, this has been the Young Line Podcast. I've been your host, Christopher O'Brien. I am very tired. I get this has been, like, this is about the same as four G1 blocks in a row. <laughs> but this is quite the task. I'm going to need to drink a lot of water because my throat's starting to go. I don't think you, I don't know if you can hear that. Uh, thank God I don't need to do another one of these till fucking Wednesday. <laughs> Not Wednesday, Friday. When I don't know whenever we're, whenever we're recording the Bound for Glory one, which I'm really looking forward to. But anyway, I've been Chris O'Brien. You've been listening to the Online Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at oman0401. Go follow Podmania at wherever the opening bumper tells you to follow. Really, it's his responsibility if you don't follow us on social media, quite frankly. <laughs> Signing out, goodbye.